Hi, Film Addicts. Welcome back to part two with John Evershed. Thank you, John, for coming back for part two. And um, so John Evershed is, um, he is an award-winning, uh, done award-winning library of shorts, TV series, and movies, including two Annie's for Happy Tree Friends for Best Animated TV Series and for uh, the winner of the Best Animated Feature at the Berlin Festival for Dick Figures, the movie. And he's generated over 6 billion view, video views on YouTube for Mondo Short Library. And we want to talk about um, the adult animation white paper, which is his next edition is coming out now. It's a free annual report. So stay tuned how you can get your, your white paper with John Evershed. So let's welcome him back. John, welcome back. Hi, Marilyn. Yeah, so um, we were discussing, um, uh, you know, how you, you grew up in Canada, right? But then you moved to LA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and that's yeah. where- uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. So there you yeah. were talking about how you were raising funds. And back then you were able to raise funds mm -hmm. for entertainment. But now Silicon Valley is kind of like, they're not too interested in entertainment per se, right? Are they still probably interested yeah. in like video games or that kind of a thing? or the toys yes, and merchandising uh, there's, aspect? There's still, a big appetite. there's still a big appetite for video games. For some reason, that they're more comfortable with that business than they are movies or, or television. Yeah, one you of know? my friend um, is raising funds right now, Luden, he's raising funds in Silicon Valley, and he explained to me that um, you know Silicon Valley is interested more, like they're not interested in 3X or 10X, they're interested in 40X, you know, they're interested in bigger numbers. Yeah. And they're more interested in they they understand the video game model and like I think Luden is working with Unity and he's raising funds for he said Asian um filmmakers so I'm just cheering him on that he gets those funds but um because the investors that I'm talking to to as well is that they're not it's not their world entertainment and um from past history a lot of the investors like they have said to me in private but um basically. They just didn't, um, films didn't go, films weren't completed, they didn't make their money back. So the reputation that that they hear from Hollywood is not positive for them to go down that road when all their fellow investors have just not had good feedback on, on films not being produced, they're not getting good revenue. And especially with the pandemic, people have kind of been pulled back because of the theaters won't even open. So it's a it's a... Yeah, it's very interesting when you learn about investors and financing. And um, I don't know if you know, but um, a lot of my audience knows by now that like I also have the podcast Girls Guide to Investing. So we have a lot of guest speakers coming on um, their wealth managers or hedge fund managers. Yep. And they talk about, you know, investing and what people look for. But, um, you know, we look at Elon Musk pretty much look at his tweets and he's pretty much will tell you space and crypto and also Mark Cuban with NFTs. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but everything is about the art right now. So the NFTs is about yeah. the art, and the animation is about like the art. So art is really yeah. a, a leader right now. If you're, is it basically if you're, what kind of artist do you need to be to get into the animation field? Like, do you do comic books? Are you a painter, a drawer, or illustrator? Uh, you know, um, I always recommend that that artists get uh, classic training. You know, for, 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 for drawing, um, color, motion, movement. You know, the, the, there's it's a really um, 
you know, the, 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 the cruel truth is you have to be gifted, right? It's just kind of one of the, one of those businesses where you need to be gifted and, and hopefully you've got what, what it takes. Um, uh, it's interesting though, that like, there's also a lot of 3d artists, right. And that could be quite technical and you have to have a special mind to be able to, um, you know, move between the technical and, and the visual and everything. And there's only a handful of people that can really do that well. So, um, it's a, it's a great business to get into, though, I think, for, for people if they're interested in it, you know, from a career standpoint. There's just so much demand for this stuff now. Yeah, and especially, um, well, we hope that, like, it's a really, uh, you know, like, Cal Arts is a really great school, USC, UCLA, obviously, and, and California. But the, the cost for the average artist, it's just it's just not in their budget range. Like, um, most artists, they're just not, you know, let's face it, they're not very wealthy to go into those kind of, it's just too expensive. And yeah. they don't really teach art in high school. So it's just really amazing how anyone makes it. Um, I had uh, the good fortune to have John Oshima. He worked on uh, Futurama and Simpsons and uh, Gravity Falls. He was Emmy nominated and Annie's nominated. And he said that they, they had a great program in his high school for teaching animation. So he was really lucky. And he said he had yeah. mentors. So a lot yeah. of people, especially girls, I'm finding uh, after um, hosting all these shows, girls usually don't have mentors. So I'm really hoping that like people that hear this really, you know, help a girl, you know, help a woman, a female, whatever adjective we're allowed to say. It's a really a rough road for a female artist, whether they're voiceover, actor, writer, artist, but um, because you just don't bond like you do with guys or you don't have that fatherly figure, that mentor. So um, we're trying to yeah. help, um, you know, help people, you know, really find a mentor or, you know, or, or encourage them with the stories of our guests have come on. We've heard stories how like people have just got a PA job and then would meet someone and just go up the ladder. So uh, they're really saying they're positive feedback from our audience around the world. They're like, thank you so much. Your guests have just uh, shared with us how they made it and really encouraged us, even though we know it's a very competitive field. So, yeah, you know, uh, adult animation used to be kind of notoriously a boys club kind of thing. It was sort of shock animation and sort of gross out animation like a lot of it was not very you know uh, it wasn't conducive to and more recently though like adult swim for example they got their hands slapped for being too much of a boys club and um and a lot of these buyers have mandates to find female directors uh, female writers um and there's a very active effort to try to change change that and I, I think it will change i can I, i've seen already like fox has been good at finding you know female-led um uh series and um uh you're you're just seeing more and more of it so we're, we're about to do some research actually to break down um you know who, who's creating the shows you know writers directors executive producers by by their race and and uh, whether they're women or men or whatever um uh, we're doing some research on that very thing to try to identify what's going on and then track it over time. Yeah, and is are they only just allowing someone that's really young that they would give them a chance? What if someone's a little bit older, an artist that um, right. so? In, it used to be a little bit more of an open door for experimental stuff, particularly on Adult Swim, but the trend has been towards more. Uh, known IP, pre-existing IP, spin-offs, reboots, 
um, adaptations from, you know, other things. Uh, and so you get more, you're getting writers in, in adult animation now that are coming from uh, scripted television. And so the bar has been raised, um, uh, particularly as we move away from comedy and into the genre stuff, that um, the, the types of shows that are getting bought and the types of talent that they're packaging them with, the bar just keeps raising literally month by month. So you get these packages, you know, that, that are really top tier voice talent, top tier directing talent, top tier writing talent, the whole thing. It didn't used to be that case. It used to be kind of a quirkier offshoot, you know, kind of place, but less so these days. Yeah. It's such a, it's like the people that like artists, like, you know, we're trying so hard, you know, like it, it just feels like this, country club that you can never get into no matter how hard you try but you're like hoping that that one person opens the door and just you know yeah. gives you that shot because you you hear it over and over again most of the people that made it they they meet that one person that sees their value and yeah. gives, gives them that shot you know really gives them a shot so there's always hope uh you know otherwise we're gonna watch star wars you know obi-wan kenobi like there's always hope so uh so, yeah, uh, so I love, I, yeah. I, I like mentor, mentorships in general. If, if you're a young person out there, find somebody that you really respect and literally approach them and say, look, I'm trying to break into the business. I'm a young person. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested. A lot, you'd be surprised how many are willing to help, actually, because it's sort of, you know, once you get to a certain point in your career, it's an honor to be asked and you want to give back. And, uh, it can be really helpful, I think, to open doors, point you in the right direction, give you give you advice. That one I learned a little late in my career that mentors can be helpful. I had to sort of find that one out just late, later than it should. I should have. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, well, well, maybe, maybe we can inspire you on your white papers. Maybe you might have a group of uh, people that would um, be willing to be mentors and. Uh, you know, or something. So somehow our audience can can figure out how to find them. Because the hardest thing is finding them and meeting them, especially with uh, COVID. You can't really yeah. approach people who like stand back. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah. but I'm hopefully, like you know, we, we hear about young people too. But we, but what about the people that have um, have been working them on their art and their craft? They're, they're not like 20s or 30s, but they are just mastering their craft and becoming like you know, champagne or wine that's like really ready to pop and just, you know, yeah. are they are even considered like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like you're not young, but uh, you you got your art art and your craft is like really just, you're really focused on it. And it's just, you know, like wine, like the older the wine is, the more vintage mm -hmm. the wine or the, it's gotta be a certain age, you know, those wines that are like sell for $300, $500 a bottle. We had a guest on Girls Guide to Investing he had whiskey. They sell whiskey, and it's ten thousand dollars a bottle for whiskey. Oh yeah. Well, see, it can also skin the other way. A friend of mine said, "You know what your problem is?" He was talking to me. He said, "You're male, pale, and stale." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, damn, that's like pretty damning. Oh um, gosh. Well, I just think it should be anyone that's uh, has talent. That, um, they should maybe just reserve, like you know, have that percentage where it could be any it open to anyone that's new that just needs that shot. Not that they're like young, because then that's like discrediting people that have had you know have been working on their craft for a long time. And it shouldn't be like, oh, you're not a male. We just need ma females, because then then it's kind of like, what about those males who are males that? you know, have been working on their art that need the chance. I'm always about like, 
if there's a way to have that like percentage that you you look at that new talent, whether they're young, old, male or female or whatever, and give give the those people that deserve that shot a shot without saying, oh, it's yeah. this label or that well, label. But it's in, all in about labels. <laughs> in the animation business, um, it seems to me that, uh, you know, it, it's what, what, what did you last work on? So you got to get yourself inside a studio, um, maybe an independent studio where you can have an impact on a project. And then, you, you know, you kind of work your way up inside that, that studio. Uh, that seems like the most common path um, these days is just sort of prove yourself within a studio um, system. Uh, if you're an animator, um, similarly, if you're a writer, uh, you might hop around, you know, obviously like nobody really stays in one place very long, but, um, but they do tend to work in students because, you know, animation is a team effort. Right. And, and so you got to find your way onto a team, even, even if it, like, I, I encourage like, young producers that are trying to get in to simply go and answer studios phones because they'll, you'll answer the phones for about three days and they'll look around and go, Oh, we need some help on X, Y, Z. And who's, who can, who can do it? You know, and you're, you're standing there. Um, and so I encourage people like producers in particular, like, like that want to break in, just go and answer the phones um, and you'll get work, you know? <laughs> That's um, good advice. That's really great advice. Yeah. It seems like you just need to get that foot in the door and meet people. And, uh, but I want to, I want to lead to like, um, can you tell us and share with us because um, your films that are upcoming films, um, can you share with us like, um, the ones that you had at Mondo and the new ones that sure. you're working on, because you have so many projects that you've worked on. So if you'd like to share that with our audience, because they're probably waiting for you to talk about those. Yeah. Well, uh, look, there. it's a little sensitive because uh, both projects are in various stages that I can't really talk about them, but I'll, here's what I can say. Um, one project is about an aging vampire character. Um, who is it is uh it's based on a comic book um that we picked up the rights to and it's a um it's going to be a tv series um uh using using that trioscope system um that i talked about where we shoot in live action and composite into cg and both. it kind of looks like a moving graphic novel it makes sense right it originated as a graphic novel um this particular project um so it's uh it's kind of um I would call it like, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I probably shouldn't talk about it any more than that. So that project is in development. I have another one that's a Canadian Polish co-production that is, um, this one is a indigenous futurist kind of thing. Okay. So it's, it imagines a future where, um, uh, the only survivors in North America are the indigenous Indians, just for whatever reason, the, this particular post-apocalyptic, you know, place. And it's it's set kind of in Canada, like in northern Canada. So it's a lot of snow. And it's it's uh, what happens, though, is white man returns. So it's a little bit like history being told over again, but they have the knowledge, obviously, of what happened the first time. Oh, the knowledge the first time. So pale and stale's coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um so that's a pretty cool project. That sounds, and uh, uh, sounds like ooh, is that drama? It sounds is that a drama? It sounds like more of a drama. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's it'll be a drama. 
Um, it's, it's, and that's what I'm saying is like the trend now is, is away from, well, no, they're going to keep making sitcom, like family sitcoms and stuff like that, you know, as long uh, for the foreseeable future. But, but there's this whole new door opening to the kinds of content where you can, uh, it'll be really, think about like, that's relatively exportable, right? That's like a, kind of a post-apocalypse, apocalyptic type of story that will be exportable. So will this other, um, the, the black vampire thing, right? Easier than maybe a quirky, you know, um, irreverent comedy from, from the U S that doesn't go in many markets. Right. But this, these types of projects I'm talking about will export well. Oh, great. Okay. So, and then, yep. um, so that's two, so you have two that are yep. like, I have, it, I have one, other one, one other one that I'm pretty psyched about, which, um, it's basically about, uh, three rap recording artists, um, hip hop recording artists who in like against their will, like they don't, they're not sure why they're magically transported to 1969 on the road to Woodstock. <laughs> And they're fish out of water, right? Because they're like these hip hop artists and all of a sudden they're coming up against, you know, the culture at the time that was sort of the closing ceremonies for the 60s, right? Like 1969. And it was the height of sort of hippie culture, if you will, right? So they, so it's like this collision of like hip hop and hippie. And, uh, and what happens is they learn that the only way they can get back to the future is they have to get a... Um, they have to meet up with uh, Sly Stone, um, the recording artist. He's like the kind of Wizard of Oz like character in the story, oh, and so it's, nice. it's their journey. It's their journey to get to um, Sly, and uh, in order to get home again. Oh, that sounds great! And just I just I'm hearing all the music right now, and it just sounds so magical and wonderful and um you know especially i think people like the 60s i remember like we were so free like like um, everyone said the 60s was a fun time but i remember the 80s for my generation 80s was like new like you said mtv new wave and oh my gosh punk rock and just uh, it was just so fun but then all of a sudden that like you know the 20s came and you're like what happened to the fun there was no more fun there was no more like the you know the disco or anything but these stories sound really great so how do you pick these you, you um you you find this these ips from agents that pitch you or you just find them from friend, or like how how do you go about finding your ips uh it's by hook or crook like i i don't know if there's a science to it it's, it's a little bit more um like i knew i was looking for a music project that's how that's how we came to the woodstock project right i knew that um uh, uh, I was, hunt, you know, I, I put out a pretty wide call for, Hey, who's got IP out there that's, that might sort of fit this. Um, and I, I, I liked the, um, the Canadian co Polish co-production thing opportunity because partly for financial reasons, because there's very generous tax credits on, on animation from Canada. And also there's indigenous tax credits up there. So I felt like financially we could, Piece of, we, I also knew that Triscope had a Polish um, co-production uh, arm of their of their company, um, so that would it opened up like European talent, uh, Canadian talent, and we it, it it just I guess we sort of liked the financial structure underpinnings of it, and that's what made us. And we also liked the 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 just the story was cool, right? It's a cool story. I mean, that starts there, right? I mean, Indigenous Indians that are like reliving. Uh, you know, return of the white man. 
but um and then uh and then also um and then with the comic book um i just thought the comic book was really handsome um when i picked up the rights to that and uh, you can see totally these aren't like like again they're sort of i'm trying to be ambitious about projects now you know that we're we're working with to find things that really start to break new ground for for adult animation that you know so so it's really new and fresh by the time we get to air with it right because it'll just be something i think the market you know i'm sort of thinking about like i feel like the market's ready to accept these types of projects it wasn't even maybe arguably as recently as maybe 18 months ago but now it is i feel yeah like on mimi detrani came on the show and she picked up a comic book i think it's the first uh, uh, I think she said the first all black comic book and the first female. So, and she's, she's, she's working on her deal. And, uh, and so it's, it's a, it's an amazing story. And so congratulations on that because, you know, once again, I think anything's a great story. Cause like, you know, black Panther, it was, it was smashing and the talent on there and the director on there just, you know, it just blew you out of the water. Like how incredible it is and, yeah. and you know and like that was a new director and that actor yeah. was a new new actor and mm -hmm. um you know but they but they found a team like he used the same people and he had a team and you know once again males 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 but um hopefully you know if you let some new female come in i'm gonna plug that in because everyone goes um you know they go i know i have a lot more male guests than female guests it's just because it was just a little harder to get the female guests on the show actually but um so john so you picked these out you found this one so you have your um your engages project you have your vampire project and um what did you say was the third one uh the woodstock one oh yeah the woodstock the music one so yeah. that sounds really incredible um we uh, just really amazing is it going to be um music that's already released or even a combo of new music and, and um music that's we've heard before uh yeah it'll be pre-existing you know like needle drop you know from that era but it'll also be um uh it'll also be uh, original hip-hop kind of takes on some of that music oh that is cool that is wild i love it i love it i love it and and then uh, can you share with us like um so so these are the things you're working on can you share a little bit about our listeners if they want to be to participate in your the white papers um how do they go about getting your new oh, edition sure. um okay so the adult animation white paper is probably coming out I'm, I'm thinking late next week um so so today is april 1st so something like you know april uh late next week and and uh you can find it if you go to um, highconcentrate.com um you'll find a link to the to download the, the white paper it's free um it's like an 80 page document it's really comprehensive analysis of the the all the current and upcoming series broken down by genre ip origin um it's a great tool for um uh it's a great tool for animators writers directors producers buyers um that are interested in the in the overall adult animation category and uh you can also find uh, a link on that website highconcentrate.com one word um you can find a link there to what's called the the adult animation database which is uh the the underlying data behind the report um that's updated on a daily basis with all current and upcoming series um uh, uh that are airing here in the u.s 
That's amazing. And uh, so, you know, there there's going to be a new element to podcast, which is going to be kind of like a clubhouse where when we're talking, we'll have live listeners that can hear us. So maybe, uh-huh. John, you can come back like, you know, a monthly thing when you're doing your white papers and we can have a live audience if you like, if you have time. It sounds like you're really busy, but, um, you know, that's going to be one of the new features of podcasts that will be like a clubhouse where okay we can hear people and talk to people while we're doing an actual podcast so that could be something um to share with the your white papers if you like that's just something so um i actually did a spot on npr fairly recently um that was a call-in show you know oh that's amazing yeah and so um, if people want to keep in touch with you like they said it's um once again i want to repeat it because um when it's audio and uh, so once again, it's a high concentrate, right? Is your, is that your company, right? High concentrate. That's correct. Yeah. High concentrate.com. And you can, um, you know, sign up and get that white paper, which sounds amazing. So it's, so it's basically our listeners, if they can just get into a studio and do, do they just keep on um, making their comic books and keep drawing and keep writing stories? And just keep plugging in there and just, you know, meeting people in the city, yeah. like you said. I really encourage people to um, to either do comics or if you're uh, if you're if you want to originate IP, for example, do comics or um, podcasts are a good one now. Right. Um, for telling stories that that, you know, that might be that, that, that I call them seed formats um, for, you know, things that can grow into, you know, larger um programs it's a great way great pathway to go yeah that, also those um that that uh, uh that phenomenon of um the, the online comics is, is a big thing right now and, and worth looking into you know it started uh, in korea um but it's starting to take hold here as well online comics mm-hmm. so what is that that they oh that you see comic books online you mean yeah, yeah. They, they, there's um, uh, the the name of the site's escaping me, but oh, okay. um, but uh, there's a site that's particularly. We have a few minutes, so um, we can we can tell the people, um, our audience, our wonderful audience, our filmmakers. I mean, I'm so excited for them to to check out your white papers at highconstraint.com, and you know, I'm so excited about your. Afro horror, a black vampire based on a comic book, and then your endurous futurism story about a global plague that only left indigenous North Americans alive. And then the white man, pale, tall, <laughs> pale, pale and stale returns for a do-over. And, it, um, and so that sounds amazing. And then your Woodstock trick, the story of three hip-hop artists who are magically transported back to 1969 on the road to Woodstock, um, the unofficial closing ceremonies. And they're looking for slice loans. You know what? I love Back to the Future. So that to me is going to be a smashing thing. I mean, everyone loves vampires, vampires. Who couldn't go wrong with vampires? So, um, and I just want everyone to know, uh, I'm just going to just tell them, can they see any of your older works? Like you said, Dick Figures, the movie. Where do they see that? On a YouTube channel? Hi Marilyn, I'm sorry I dropped off. Oh, that's okay. Oh, um, so the um, the I want I was just telling the audience uh, real quickly about um, where do they see Dick Figures the movie? Where can they still see that? And Happy Tree Friends is that? Um, uh, you can buy it on like uh, iTunes. Um, Dick Figures the movie, Happy Tree Friends, you can find on uh, YouTube. 
Um, and uh, yeah. Is that, is, that, is that still called Mondo, um, YouTube's Mondo, or it's just they have to look up Happy Tree Friends, or Dick Figures the Movie? <laughs> uh, sorry, if they're, if they're looking online, they can just look on YouTube for Happy Tree Friends. If they're looking on, um, on uh, uh, you know, iTunes or Google Play or whatever, you should be able to find it as a, a you know, downloadable movie for a buck ninety nine or whatever. Okay, great. And um, so, uh, and so, if they want to keep up with you. Do you have social media, or did they just go to your um, website? Yeah, the best bet is honestly LinkedIn um, to follow me on LinkedIn because I'm pretty active on there, uh, talking about what's going on in the adult animation space. Yeah, and it is huge. Like, I think every guy that I know, if you're still allowed to say that, like almost every guy friend they have adult animation, or you hear like another friend is getting an adult animation deal at Netflix or Hulu or one of the big boys. So John, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are fantastic. And I would love to have you come back, um, you know, as, as a, as one of my uh, recurring guests, if you like, and uh, it's just been a pleasure meeting you. You're so fantastic and so knowledgeable. Well, thank you, Marilyn. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. I really appreciate you inviting me on your show. You're welcome. And I want to just tell everyone, thank you so much for listening. And that was John Evershed. And you can find out more. At, you can you can follow him on LinkedIn. And once uh -huh. again, you can get the adult animation white paper at his uh, website, which once again is, um, oh, uh, it's highconcentrate.com. Uh, high thank you so much for listening, everyone. Until next week. Cheers. Okay. Thanks, Marilyn. Bye-bye.